0: Welcome to episode 23 of Your Town Crime. This week we travel to Detroit, Michigan. That's our largest city to date. You can find us on Instagram at Pod and on Twitter at at crime underscore town. You can also link to those socials at YourTownCrimePodcast.com. I'd like to thank Podbean.com for getting our podcast out to the world. And thanks to Podbelly.com as always for helping us learn how to make a podcast. Enjoy the show and tell all your friends. Hello, Shannon.
1: Hey, Jason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's episode 22, Detroit, Michigan.
1: 22.
0: Yeah. That's insane. Can you believe it? I know. I feel like we say this every <laughs> yeah, single Yeah, We do. We <laughs> don't exact have to say it same wording I know. And everything. We don't have to say it anymore. <laughs> I know it's episode 22. And I, I don't know. I, can, I guess I can believe it.
1: That's almost a full year, right? Well, technically, we've gone over, right?
0: Well, we're doing every week. We missed three weeks. Mm-hmm. So. 52 weeks in a year, so no, not exactly a full year.
1: But we had some time.
0: Yeah, we we have been recording. We have been involved in the podcast game for almost a year. Okay. Uh, the two of us. The okay. world didn't know about it until six months ago, seven, okay. seven months ago. But I, I, the uh, our uh, domain, I re, re-upped it this year, or okay. just now, this week, today. yeah this year wait this week today (laughs) yeah today i had to i had had bought the domain for a year just to see if we would keep it and what we'd be doing a year i didn't know so it was cheap and we'll do it so i we're kept it up i had to buy our domain back again so nobody can buy it out from underneath us yeah so we've got that for another Five years. Oh, yeah. five years. Five years, it's one ours. one to five. So we've got things on it now, so <laughs> you know, there's at least something there. Yeah. You know, for posterity, I guess. Can't if nothing else. We can't take it take it down now, I don't guess. So five <laughs> years, I don't know what'll happen. I have no idea where we'll be.
1: Man, five but years we'll, we're gonna have a cool studio, we're gonna have like a million listens, we're gonna have all these fans and we're gonna be fans of the fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd <laughs> be great. And maybe not just fans in Thailand. Oh yeah, <laughs> I found out. I found out that we we made some charts in uh, in Thailand. Evidently, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're we're down now. We've gone down since since the baby, which is okay. I guess we hadn't had that many episodes, but we're now uh, I think the the number one twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Still, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah,
0: the uh, true crime on true crime podcast. Yeah, one hundred uh, twentieth highest ranked
1: everybody's doing a podcast especially since covid i feel right. like every like even celebrities and people they're like hey we don't have anything to do let's do a podcast right
0: and that's kind of <laughs> i mean it wasn't just because of covid i don't think that had anything to do with ours really not with ours just, yeah. but
1: with other people though right.
0: but we but yeah we were down in the 60s like 62 or something was as high as we got that i saw anyway I like so that's
1: basically making it yeah so uh-huh. s-
0: shout out to thailand (laughs) so uh thanks thailand i guess yeah i didn't know that we were a thing over there but i appreciate y'all listening
1: yeah we like it i wonder if it's our voice and our accent
0: you like our accents from from southern united states and detroit detroit and everything else we say what I, (laughs) i make Make people from New York speak Southern like I did last week. Yeah. <laughs> and Dale High. <laughs> Dale High, New York. So, uh, but th- what did we say we're doing Detroit? I did, didn't we? Detroit? Yeah, you yeah, did. I did. All right. I was surprised on this episode of what I learned. There was, there's, there, there's a, I mean, we're doing a, a major city. So there are, obviously there's a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. So we, we can't cover it all and we can't cover it all thoroughly because this is a true crime podcast. We're, We're going to focus on that for at least half the podcast. So talking about the history, we just can't get into it all. I'm just going to touch, you know, on different subjects and kind of do the basic rundown. of Some things that I I found that I was surprised about. Um, I don't know if I should have been, but I guess, I don't know, I was. Uh, So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, It's just a, I've, I've been to Detroit. Have you ever been there? No. They've got a cool, cool airport. I've been to the airport more recently uh, but I've got some family up there and we one of the one of our family reunions that we've talked about was in Detroit or north oh, of Detroit okay. around Warren uh north of Warren actually just a little bit so it's just not it's not too far out of um, I'm not going to pinpoint my relatives up there where they're at <laughs> so but they're uh, but they're from around that area yeah, so uh I can't remember a lot of what we did and I remember a lot of family time, but we did go down to um, to downtown and went to the the GM Renaissance Center. Uh that building and went up to the top floor of the observation deck and checked that out. It was I remember it round like cylinders. Okay. It was cool. It was cool. So, yeah. Cool. Um uh, but I, I don't remember a lot of anything else we did in the in the city. I remember a lot of family time, so uh is it but,
1: weird, Jason, that in 1992, I was four, so I would have had to have help going up those going steps. Going up the
0: steps. Well, I think we took in an elevator, but somebody okay. would have, had to, have to hold your hand to get <laughs> on the elevator probably. Close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I wasn't, I was 13. <laughs> so, yeah, so. I know. It's just you funny. Know.
1: 1992 seems so far away.
0: I know, I know. But yeah, that's my, Detroit's got a cool airport. They, I talked about that a second. They've got a, uh. They've got a tunnel that links the um, the two terminals, mm-hmm. and it's really neat. I I loved it. I, I could take a nap in there. It's got a lot, it's got a lot of lights, and calming music, and they've got the people mover, you know, moving floors. Oh um, yeah. On there, and you just sit mm-hmm. there, and it's it's very the climate. I mean, it's climate controlled. It just felt wonderful in there. You know, air <laughs> conditioner, and this soothing mo- music and sounds or whatever it was, and yeah, and the lights. It was just it's very calming, and I've I, I really liked it. And I've been through it. I've been through that airport several times, and I always enjoy that. Like I've I've gone through the tunnel, and I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I go oh through wow! And go, yeah, I mean, it's, you're in an airport and you've got time. And it's something to do, and I, I really enjoy I've it. I've
1: Never been in an airport when I have time. Our yeah. flights are always too close. Yeah, oh
0: it God. doesn't always happen, but it, it happens every <laughs> once in a while. So, so that's uh, that's pretty good. I think we just need to go ahead and jump in.
1: There's okay a there's
0: a lot yeah we don't really have anything going on new this week i don't think i've just kind of seems like uh we just recorded i know no news is good news yeah so we got a uh, baby still going doing good and uh, the other kids are still doing good so mm-hmm. we're uh we're just moving right along and recording podcasts so we're gonna try to try to get all this squeezed in too so listen if you're from detroit we're not going to hit everything and we're gonna miss some things I'm sure that you're gonna be like I can't believe they didn't talk didn't talk about this but uh like I said we're a true crime podcast that's where we're gonna hit the majority on and this is our first uh major city so we just don't know what you know what's gonna come out and <laughs> come over our mouths, come over our minds and, and, and as it's gonna happen.
1: Sad as this is before we start, the first thing I thought of when we hit Detroit was Eminem.
0: I I don't think <laughs> that sad. I mean
1: <laughs> Well I mean I mean just like there's other things in Detroit, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, I just automatically was like, oh, Eminem. Yeah. Eight well, miles. that's
0: that's we grew up. I mean, we <laughs> grew up. Eminem was, you know, you were four ninety two, so two thousand when he started blowing up, mm-hmm. you were how old?
1: Uh, I was <laughs> 12, in eighth, seventh, 13. eighth grade, but I remember yeah. I had the CD. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> I do. Wow. I don't think my mom approved that, but I did have it. <laughs>
0: yeah wow yeah i don't know about that i was in college so i was watching trl where he was you know and mtv was still playing some music Mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit of music back then still
1: i still remember the music uh video or what was it the vmas or the where he walked out in the real slim shady please stand up and there was all the look like m&ms and i remember being like whoa that's crazy
0: and that movie eight mile when it came out you know that's 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 movies of our time. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was you're going to think I about it, it. You know.
1: Brittany Murphy. My parents was might think, of, yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So our parents might think of Motown, something like that, that music. So, I mean, it's just our generation. That's what we're, you know, him and him's made a huge impact on our culture in the last 20 years. And, mm-hmm. and our, that's <laughs> when we grew up. So <laughs> we're going to think about M&M. And, you know, I mean, I think about, you know, the streets. I didn't know the street what the streets were named. I didn't know what 8 Mile was until the movie, and I looked it up, and, you know, it's the street name, 8 Mile, 7 Mile. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where he's from. And I went on a deep dive. I, it was hard. It was hard to uh, to stay on track, especially when I got to Motown. Uh-huh. And I started looking at people from, from Detroit or people who came through, lived in Detroit at some point. It might not be from Detroit, but they lived there. Detroit made an impact enough that they're listed as people, you know, notable people from from Detroit. Uh and I started going down that list of of, of mus- musicians and artists and I got I got sidetracked bad. <laughs> and I guess it was not sidetracked because I was looking at, you know, people who who had been through Detroit. So I got on uh Eminem for a little while and went down his his uh his wiki page, you know, and then I uh leah and i'll talk about i'll, I'll list a bunch here and left a while but it was <laughs> that was kind of fun going yeah, down through. there's a lot there is i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. and uh i mean there's there's a lot of people there was a lot of people that came through detroit and, and lived there and worked there and their kids just uh i mean just a lot of people a lot of different influences out of there so uh really so neat. it was fun it was fun uh you know, with the big city, we had a lot to look at, and it's just kind of hard to to get it all down and and all out to the world. Uh, of course, you can find find it all yourselves. There's all kinds of movies and mm-hmm. about all that Motown and other things we'll talk about. So, yeah, it's a uh, is it was pretty fun. So, and I, I I think Detroit's got a bad rap here lately. Lately, um, just moving towards the end, it went bankrupt in 2013. And there's a lot of housing, thing. There's a lot of empty houses, uh, just a lot of empty neighborhoods, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's getting a bad rap, and it's it's not had the best thing. I think it's doing better now, and kind of revitalizing a little bit. Uh, so I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm gonna I want to talk about you know some of the better parts of the history, not and some not so great parts of history also. But I'm just not gonna focus on the right now a lot because everybody everybody can watch the news and until mm-hmm. but I, I you know it did look hopeful, and like there had been some things in the last ten years that were uh some changes that have been made and and things that are happening that are hopefully helping helping the town out the city out so all right, so I'll start back at um as part of Wayne county, and that its uh population in two thousand and nineteen was around six hundred and seventy thousand Wow, so that's fewer than I thought uh so. That's still a lot of people right. <laughs> it's it's 24th um in population in this in this, the United States and uh it's the 14th largest metro area in okay. the United States with 4.3 million people in the metro area. The uh the Paleo Paleo Indian uh people have been in the area for 11,000 years or more. Uh, and then the uh Iroquois Indians, I think we've talked about them before. Mm-hmm, we have. Yeah, when we're talking about um anytime we talk about northern United States and their their history we're going to be talking about them because the french and indian war uh the iroquois people were big in that and uh, there was a lot of nations The iroquois nations several different nations that came together and uh and the french and indian war they had major influence when the french uh after after the french had to leave uh, the area and the british got control over it there was you know there was treaties and all kinds of things that that made the United States what it is now with their, the Iroquois people. Um, but, uh, as far as European settlers, they didn't get to the Detroit area till around 1622. Uh, Brulé, the French guy named (laughs) Brulé was the first guy. Uh, It wasn't Creme (laughs) Brulé, but it was something Brulé. Maybe, I don't know, Creme Brulé, maybe it was named after him or something. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go into him, but he was the first guy there. Um, and then um, it was named Detroit. Uh, Detroit may, it means the Strait uh, or Strait like the Strait of Lake Erie uh, in French. So the name was Detroit something la la la, la of Lake Erie, <laughs> and that meant the Strait of Lake Erie. In 1701, the uh, the French explorer Cadillac uh, came to Detroit, and you've probably heard that name because mm-hmm. they named a the car after the car company after him. He built a fort in Detroit and named it Fort Pontchartrain do Detroit. And uh, I guess I should have said Fort Pontchartrain do Detroit. <laughs> um, and it was named after uh, Louis Pontchartrain. And if you've heard of Pontchartrain, of course, I'm saying it's southern because there's Lake Pontchartrain down in Louisiana, New Orleans. Okay. a huge lake down there. Um, famous. Pontchartrain, you never heard it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> George no. Strait song,
0: I'd, I'd swim the Pontchartrain. I, mean, I no, forgot sure. the song that that's in. Let's see. I don't know. George Strait's got in a song where he <laughs> swims the poncha train. I'd swim the poncha train. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, so that poncha train was a French dude that uh, they named things after. Okay. <laughs> so like uh, um, I was talking about the French and Indian War earlier. It stretched from 1754 to 1763, and after the war, the French lost that area to the British. And in 1796, the British gave the area to the United States in the Jay Treaty. So that's skipping over a lot of history. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on right there. Uh, the, there was, you know, it wasn't just the French and the British and the the American revolutionaries, it was the Iroquois nations were in there. It was all a big deal. Uh, a lot of people, uh, fighting and making the United States what it is and, and battling for lands and all that. So, um, uh, a lot of history happened during that time. So uh, from 1805 to 1847, it was the capital of Michigan uh, before Lansing was. And um, then they had the War 1812. This is something. I, the War 1812 is something I don't really know anything about. I know that the White House was burned. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they, I remember hearing things about Washington, D.C., but it's like the War War of 1812 happened, and that's pretty much yeah I remember you mm-hmm. know uh, but it made its way to, into Michigan and they had the siege of Detroit at, in the battle of Frenchtown and the US it was that it was in 1813 was when the, that battle was and it was the US's uh, highest loss during the war and then Detroit was ca- recaptured later in 1813 so I had no idea that that happened. I didn't know that the War of 1812 was anywhere other than Washington D.C.
1: I didn't either, to be honest.
0: I don't know a, anything a about Deidre. War 1812. <laughs> Whoever that, whatever that year was, or where I've missed that somehow all through history. Yeah, all through history classes is what I'm trying to say. So that's that's weird. That is. I'm weird. going to dive into the War of 1812. <laughs> I need to know more now. Uh, Detroit was uh, incorporated in 1815. And it was, uh, they, they made the architect that laid out the city, uh, had grand boulevards like Paris. And at one time they said it was the the Paris of the Midwest or something like that. Uh, it's estimated that 20 to 30,000 African-American refugees uh, left, uh, escaped slavery, and made it into Canada uh, before the Civil War. And then during the Civil War, there was the uh, 24th Michigan Infantry, that uh, went to it was the Iron Brigade went to Gettysburg, and um, after the victory there at Gettysburg, Abraham Lincoln said that uh, he said, "Thank God for Michigan." So they were they made a huge impact on the battle, and uh, General or excuse me, uh, Colonel uh, Custer, uh, George Custer, mm-hmm. you know from Custer's last stand, he nicknamed them the Wolverines. Oh yeah, oh, that's where oh, the oh yeah there it went yep you got <laughs> it I saw the light bulb like <laughs> I saw it light yeah so the Michigan University of Michigan Wolverines are named the Wolverines because of this that's so, so cool so that's where that comes from now you you're gonna think of that you're gonna yeah, think I about am. this podcast every time you see the the Wolverines play I am yeah uh,
1: I don't like them
0: yeah not big <laughs> I don't. I might I root mean, for them. I can't
1: them. say I don't like them. I just, just Tennessee, and you know. Just yeah, they've got a they've
0: root. got a huge rivalry with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not gonna say the Ohio State. <laughs> I can't say it, so <laughs> I can't give them that. So I'm, I probably root for them over Ohio State.
1: Yeah. I Who was so. the basketball? It was the the group that came out of Michigan.
0: What well, was? Uh, I know, I know who you're talking about, kind of, but not really.
1: It's the Fab Five. The Fab Five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. I've I've heard of it, but I'm not. I, I couldn't take a stab at <laughs> any names. I would get it wrong. Well, Jalen Rose, okay, and
1: Chris Weber. Right. and I can't remember. Those are the ones that stand out to me. I don't have it on there on right. close to me, but okay.
0: Wow. Yeah, you did anyway. better than I did. <laughs> Good job. You stumped me that time. You stumped me. So I was looking for Ryan. I was like, Ryan will know all these answers. <laughs> yeah. So. Ryan's
1: ripping off on me a tiny bit. Tiny bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Fab Five. I have heard of the Fab Five, but yeah, you got me on that one.
1: Okay. Anyway, that was a rabbit trail.
0: So the 1900s, uh, uh, shipbuilding and shipping and manufacturing grew. So this was the a big boom of that the first big boom for Detroit and they called it the Paris of the West. That's what I was talking about earlier. I said Midwest West, uh, Woodward Avenue was, the uh, was one of those large, large boulevards that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And they, that became a hot spot for mansions in the city for the, for the, the rich people were able to build mansions there and it was electrified by Thomas Edison oh, okay. uh, later in the century. So
1: another Thomas Edison. Yep.
0: <laughs> Things are tied together a lot. Um, We're all tied together. I I saw it's just, I just thought about this the Iroquois that we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. I said that wrong. The Iroquois, Mm -hmm. um, the Cherokee language, the Cherokees were a split off from them and some, some sometime in the past and moved down into Tennessee. So the Cherokee language is uh, similar to theirs. Okay, that's cool. uh, Because of that. So there's a side note. Sorry. The big thing when you think about Detroit, other than Eminem, his his cars mm-hmm. uh 1896 is when Henry Ford built his first car in Detroit. That uh, was his first car ever, but it just happened to be in Detroit. In 1903 he started the Ford Motor Company and then GM, Chevrolet, Dodge, Packard, Chrysler, all those uh came soon soon after that, you know, that market mm-hmm. just boomed. In 1907 D- the Detroit River carried 67 million tons of commercial goods out of Detroit in and out. Um and that's sounds that is a lot. Not a ton. At the same time London was putting out eighteen million. And New York City was putting out twenty million. Okay. So just huge. There was just things coming in and out all the time. Uh, this is when uh, labor unions started started uh, growing. Uh, this is this is the time we started getting eight hour work days and forty hour work weeks, all that better pay was was uh, started uh in the unions. In 1920, it was the fourth largest city. It had grown very fast to become the fourth largest city in the United States, and um, just behind New York, Chicago, and Philly. After this, you had the Great Migration, and we talked about that. Mm -hmm. We talked about Mississippi when we talked about Clarksdale, Mississippi, the Great Migration in the 20s and 30s and 40s after the sharecropping and after uh, farming changed in the South. uh, African-Americans left uh, in big numbers and went up north. And um, so this this was going on. There was a lot of people in the area of the KKK. I didn't know this either. In Detroit, the KKK in 1915, like, blew up. Hmm. And it it went into the 20s and then kind of broke up a little bit. And then there was a split, and it became the Black Legion. And in the 30s, there was a big... <laughs> they were big, and they were going after Catholics and Jews and African Americans. Hmm. And they're just awful, just awful things. And um, so they um they were just causing all kinds of havoc and then world war ii started and uh 400,000 more people came to detroit and from 1941 to 1943 Hmm. so in two or three years 400,000 people pop you know just showed up and about uh, 50,000 of those were african african americans and um in 1943, Packer promoted three African Americans to work next to white people on assembly lines, and the next day, 25,000 white workers walked off the job. Mm-hmm. That shocked me. I couldn't believe that. Mm-hmm. I was like, "I don't. This doesn't make any sense." Mm-hmm. First of all, it's in the middle of a war. We're all working together. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how do you put yourself ab- above that, and then you put yourself above another person, another mm-hmm. human being who's gonna work right you know they got promoted like they i don't know he's just like there was i don't understand this at all yeah. I don't and then not not long after that and it i, it, I saw something that said there wasn't any um uh, riots at packard but there was uh there was the, the detroit race riots of 1943 that started after that and there was 34 deaths uh 25 25 of those were Afri- african-americans oh my gosh. and um 433 were wounded uh, those numbers have varied. I saw up to six hundred, with three quarters being African American, and white mobs would just go through the neighborhoods and go into black neighborhoods and just just cause havoc and just wreak havoc and and they were just fighting people and just you know throwing you know breaking messing up property. Two million dollars of property damage was done, uh, most of it in black neighborhoods in the nineteen forty. In the you know, thirty million dollars today, mm-hmm. uh, so so yeah and it it didn't stop until sixty uh or excuse me six thousand federal troops were sent in mm. so it's just awful, and that's the war's going on. we're trying to do something to help the nation and be together, and then this you know i just that just makes sense mm-hmm. and then and there's more race riots in nineteen sixty seven and I, I think I've seen v- v- pictures of those there was a lot going on in the nation with race riots in that mm-hmm. area in that in that time period of that era and um it just, God, it wasn't very long ago and I think we're doing better, but we're not doing better. We've got to do, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense to me. We just gotta, we gotta love each other. I don't, I don't, I just don't get to, I don't get the big, I don't understand what's happening, mm-hmm. but all right, let's move to some good stuff. I said I was going, I wasn't going to focus on the bad, but that's, i that was something I didn't know about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the race ride of 1943. And, um, uh, so i had to include that in there uh good good things that happened was motown i think we've all benefited <laughs> from motown Barry gordy junior started that in 1959 and um it he he did called it uh, Tamla records then and then in 1960 uh, he changed it to uh motown record corporation so between 1961 and 1971 they had 110 top 10 hits so that's, I mean, if you think about music in the 1960s, you're thinking about Motown, mm-hmm. almost guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, you've got Elvis, you've got some Sun Records stuff. Uh, there's some stuff going on out, out in L.A., and you get more of the psychedelic, and you get the Beatles and all that kind of stuff. But if you think, you know, a lot of the music you think about in the 1960s, it came out of Motown. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Supremes, which that's where Diana Ross came from, uh, the Four Tops, Jackson Five. Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, The, the Temptations, Temptations, Gladys Knight. I mean, just, and on and on and on. And, you know, that's just influenced so many people's influence.
1: Rick James.
0: I think he was from up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. He might have come through. I don't know. There was a lot of funk going on mm-hmm. in Detroit. So, uh, a lot of music was, was started here. A lot of music, a lot of people were influenced by these people. And these groups, and still today, I mean, they're sampled all the time mm-hmm. in modern music. I mean, just all Bardo the time. Wars, yeah. I feel like so, and uh, you know Marvin Gaye. I know they've sampled. He's been in some. His sample's been used not too long ago. Can't remember. uh, no, uh Kanye has sampled Marvin Gaye. Oh yeah. Uh, some songs mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they just influenced. And they're continuing. I mean, Universal Motown is still going on today, and um, it's just I couldn't believe the musicians that I found. Uh, and I'll just read some of them to you, and we'll talk about talk about a few of them, all right? Mhm. These are just musicians from Detroit or came through Detroit in their careers. Detroit's where their career started. That kind of thing. We talked about Eminem already. Mhm. Uh, Alice Cooper. You know him? Mm-hmm. Rock and roll. Yep. Madonna. Right
1: Madonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know her.
0: <laughs> I think we all most do. Uh, Aaliyah. You know, baby girl. Mm-hmm. Better known as Aaliyah. <laughs> yeah. Big Sean. I'm going to miss people. I mean, there's all kinds of people. There's no way I can name them all. George Clinton. You know him? And the Parliament Funkadelics. George Clinton and the Parliament. They're from... Okay. from Detroit from that area Aretha Franklin The Funk Brothers now the Funk Brothers you might not know them but all those a lot uh, not all but a lot of those 110 top 10 hits they mm-hmm. were the they were the studio band for them Okay so the music that you're hearing sung over was them they were the studio uh they were the studio band Okay so I mean they're just I mean, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty sure they're, if they're not, they should be because they've, their music, we've heard it. Uh, Marvin Gaye, they played for him. Marvin Gaye, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Stevie Wonder? Yeah, I said Stevie Wonder. Yeah, he's, he's from there. Kid Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Kid Rock's from, uh, from Michigan, outside Detroit, from that area. Uh, I think a lot of people think he's from the South. I know. He
1: plays it up well, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: he, uh, he does. Ted Nugent. <laughs> I, think oh, yeah. he, I think a lot of people think he's from the south too. He's from uh, he's from what up there. He sing? Uh what he sings that song? Stranglehold. Got me in a stranglehold baby.
1: There's some song. I don't
0: think I can sing that. Yeah, he sings Stranglehold.
1: Is there another one? I don't uh, know. I Cat Scratch like Fever. That yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Ted Nugent. He's a big hunter. Iggy Pop. If you ever heard of Iggy Pop. He was uh, the Stooges. Was a this uh, is back in the '60s. Is kind of the first punk band. Okay. Uh, he's he's like one of the Godfathers of punk. Okay. If you saw him, you'd probably recognize him. He's like old, <laughs> old and long head, long hair, and he's got like leathery skin and never wears a shirt. Ugh. Let me see. I got it. See if it pulls up.
1: Oh my!
0: You don't recognize
1: him? Uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I mean, I he was born in the forties, and you know, still goes on around without a shirt on. Uh, Mike uh, Posner, oh yeah, that's pretty recent stuff. Uh, he's from up there.
1: Man, what happened to him? I don't know. I liked his music.
0: Uh, Jack White, um, the White Stripes. Okay. He's from up there, and also the and Tours are also, yeah, those that and Tours they're they're pretty good. Smokey Robinson, he was in with Barry Gordy uh, from the start. And a major influence, major player in the in Motown, Bob Seger. Bob Seger, you got to know Bob Seger.
1: Hey, What random, you know the LMFAO band who did the party rock anthem? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's Redfoo, one of the guys in it. Yeah, that's Gordon or Barry Gordy. Gordy's son. Yeah, it's what? his son. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So random. Wow, that I is random. Yeah. All right. That's um, interesting. That's his son.
0: What about that? <laughs> that? All right, Barry Gordy's your dad, and that's the best music you can come up with. Hey, now that we song, all had that fun. Song was a hit. We all had fun with that song, but man, your dad started Motown, yeah, and you I mean, can't bring some of that that to us. Like yeah. some like new that new Miltown sound that oh my goodness,
1: that's his dad. Wow, all
0: right, the Temptations, the Supremes, I mentioned them already. Uncle okay. Cracker. Oh, um,
1: that's weird. You would think he's from the South too, right? <laughs>
0: I'm getting a lot of these, but these are some other people that are famous. You know, some kind of movie radio. I saw one. Who'd you see? David Spade. David Spade. That's yeah. right. Uh, Tim Allen. Uh, Lucille Ball Kristen Bell Dak Shepard They're uh-huh. both from uh, oh, from That Yeah cool. So they're from They're from there Elizabeth Berkeley From Saved by the uh-huh, Bell Yeah Vernman yeah.
1: Vernon Davis Or Vern What was his name uh, From Austin Powers
0: Vernon Troyer Vernon Troyer The uh, The The little person Yes Yeah He's Vern from Troyer. Detroit Is he Yeah Okay mm-hmm. I didn't see that Yeah I saw um, And see. then the
1: guy from The Hangover
0: Kim Jong Yeah Kim Jong
1: Okay
0: Ken John, I saw it.
1: Okay, yeah, him.
0: Yeah, so Ken John from the hangovers there. <laughs> Dean Kane. Adventures of Superman. Okay, you remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell. Okay. Do you know who Bruce Campbell is? No. He was he's been in a bunch of B movies, <laughs> but back in the day he's known for uh, the Evil Dead movies Mm-mm. from back in the seventies and eighties. Okay. <laughs> and then he was on uh, Burn Notice. He okay. was on that too. So uh let's see, Dave Couillet. You know him, Uncle Uncle Joey. Oh, okay. From uh, from uh, Full House. He's there. On is there is
1: so much talent that has yeah. came through. Yeah, he Detroit. Dated, Yeah,
0: he's the one that dated Lonestar More and she wrote a song. Was it Jagged Little Pill or uh-huh. one of those? She wrote a song, and then they think it's about him. So, Uh-oh. yeah. So that's weird. Francis Ford Coppola, Nicolas Cage's uncle. Okay. That's all. That's what he's known for. <laughs> just, just. That's not all he's known for. He's uh, he's known for his wine also. He uh, also directed The Godfather and um, The Godfather Trilogy and the Apocalypse Now. Those are the, th- the three, four, three or four that got him that are just unbelievable masterpieces. And then he did The Outsiders, which is also a great one, Rumblefish. Uh, Peggy Sue got married with, with his nephew, uh, old Nick Cage. So <laughs> uh, his name's Nick Nick's Nick Cage's name is his last name's Coppola. In oh, okay. real okay. So... Uh, anyway. He
1: just wanted to make it on his own. He, yeah, he wanted to make it on his, own, his <laughs> own.
0: And then John Hughes, the uh, filmmaker from National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation, oh. 16 Candles, Weird Science, all those 80 movies, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller. Oh, wow. All that stuff. Those John Hughes 80s films, Uncle Buck, Dutch, Dennis the Menace, Baby's Day Out, Beethoven. I mean, all those. yeah, wow, he was busy. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of, the, one of the best from the 80s and 90s, so... Yeah, John Hughes, he's from there. Lee Majors, he's yeah. an old an old actor. Tim Meadows from uh, SNL fame. Uh, another one. So there's a couple of guys from there. Him and David Spade both. There might be more. Uh, Tom Skerritt. It's another tie-in to uh, Nac uh-huh. Uh He was in Still Make He was the dad. Okay. In that. So he's from there. Lily Tomlin, Robert Wagner. Oh. He uh. Natalie Wood he was married to her. She died. She fell off of a boat I off remember their yacht. Yeah, and they yeah. thought
1: it was he could right. but he was yeah. never convicted for he that. He was or? never convicted yeah. for it. No. There and was, they fought like they Yeah, they'd been
0: in a fight or something. Mm-hmm. Of course there was only a few people on the boat like the
1: That was a very interesting story.
0: So yeah, it was just like him. There's just a couple of people on the boat. I think it was just him, Natalie Wood and and Christopher Walken and like the the captain mm-hmm. and that was it maybe another person or two i don't know that worked I have no idea can't remember but anyway yeah she fell off the back and like she,
1: that was a weird yeah
0: there's a lot of weird stuff going on there but that's uh robert wagner he was also an actor and uh you know heart to heart bunch of stuff well i watched him the other day on dennis the menace christmas <laughs> with my son and i was like yeah there's robert wagner <laughs> right, so that's him uh, robin williams was also yeah. from detroit or moved there um, and uh, let's see, John Witherspoon, just throwing out names. So
1: <laughs> basically, everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, John Witherspoon from uh, I, uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but Friday he was in there. He was the dad <laughs> from Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody going there for thirty-five, forty-five <laughs> minutes. That's him. So anyhow, just hilarious. Let's see. Oh, Tom Selleck is also from oh. there. Miss Tim. Uh, a big one. Yeah, and. See Tom Sellick wore a Detroit Tigers hat in Magnum P. I that's oh. why there's a little little throwback to his to his uh to where he grew up. So all right. So that's all I'm gonna say about people who were from there. That was a huge list. That was a huge list. And that took a lot of time, but it's neat to go through those lists because it's we keep talking about how much Detroit has influenced the United States. Mm-hmm. And if you th- I mean it's just crazy through the vehicles that we drive. The, the the music and, obviously, a lot of talented actors and actresses.
1: Well, our history. It's just a mm-hmm. lot of history
0: comes out of there. Uh, things we use every day, things we listen to every day, uh, things we watch. It's just, I would say that every musician you have ever heard of that was born or has performed after 1960 has been influenced mm-hmm. by Motown. Yeah. Or someone out of Detroit. I don't see how you can't be influenced by Motown. It's just, I mean, it's just... It is American music. I don't. I don't think you. I think that's very safe to say. Yeah. So you know, Detroit. That's, uh, you know, uh, some recent history. Getting back to uh, history, uh, it did go bankrupt in 2013. Uh, the car industry changed, and things moved outside of the city into other towns, and it spread out, and it changed the city. And people, uh, people who were there, they lost their jobs. Their houses were foreclosed on. They were. They left. You know people mm-hmm. moved away and got out of there so there's lots of empty houses and there's a lot of things going on there there is right revitalization going on and like i said earlier in the last 10 years it seems like or since the the bankruptcy a lot of things have been uh, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of things decisions made to help uh, with that so hopefully they will get back on track it's uh it is a you know i remember being there it, Seemed okay. the The airport's the airport's new and nice and and beautiful. Like I said, I mean that's mm-hmm. probably the, the that's the only thing I I haven't been there since nineteen ninety two. And then again, in the airport, if the airport is any symbol of what the rest of the city is looking like right now, then I would say that it's it's well on its way to looking you know to to coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I hope it does. Right. Yeah, I do. I do. It's a it's a major city in the United States, and it's a it's a good one. All right, getting into uh, some true crime something I think of when I think about the Detroit area is the uh, the Children of the Snow documentary and I've heard some podcasts about this too but if you haven't heard of this this is getting serious now we're getting into the, the true crime part so segueing into that um, what this was if you haven't seen the documentary there was a, a large uh, pedophile ring in Michigan and it included people from outside Michigan evidently this was pretty big um like
1: some Jeffrey Epstein stuff right
0: like no like bigger like before the internet worldwide pedo rings Ugh. and high high standing officials I guess they're they're doing this they're not very high standing as they think they are uh but you know we're talking about politicians uh major businessmen um all kinds of people involved in this um this guy Francis Sheldon owned the North Fox Island, and uh, anyway, he uh, he formed this camp and formed this thing, this uh, this group, and they would take young boys uh, and take them to camp, and it wasn't a camp; mm-hmm. it was a nightmare for these kids. Mm-hmm. And they take them to this island; they would fly them out to this island, or or on a boat, or whatever. They they get them to the island and just uh, and and rape them. It was awful. Uh, they said that they'd videotape him and send it maybe you know all over the world and mm. it's just uh just awful and Francis Sheldon did not face justice he escaped he got mm-hmm. away he uh he 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 was a pilot uh he he on the island he f- would fly there had a and he he got away he cleared out his apartment or he cleaned out his house cleaned out everything he owned and flew to the Netherlands, and they think he died there in Amsterdam in 1996. But that's mm. just a horrible story, and um, you know I didn't know if you were going to get into that or not. Uh, there were some boys that that went missing, and uh, I think it's Oakland County mm-hmm. outside of Detroit, and a lot of stories uh, from that, and they think it's connected. Uh, it probably is connected. I mean, there's can't. It just looked like there was a lot of bad things going on uh during that time and he was the, the ringleader mm-hmm. he was wealthy wealthy mm-hmm. i mean wealthy like generational wealth uh type top dude but he, he didn't he wasn't married and didn't have any kids and um but anyway that's uh that's kind of where i go when i was thinking about true crime that's where my mind went and i had to look that up so children of the snow if you want to find out more about that it's just uh I don't know, it's, it's a document Do you know
1: if it's on like netflix yeah or it's on something uh okay
0: hang on let me look yeah, you can uh you can find it on on Amazon Prime, but I think you had to pay for it. I don't think it's on the okay uh, the Prime subscription. Uh, so, but yeah, you you might be able to find some stuff on YouTube too. Uh, I've watched it not uh, not too long ago, so um you might be able to find it somewhere out there. Okay. Um, but um, uh, so that's that's what I've got for Detroit. What do you what cr- true crime did you have?
1: Okay, so I have in the 1970s to 1980s was like a big reign of terror in the city of Detroit, especially for prostitutes, which last episode we also talked about prostitutes and not so good stuff happened. I guess it's just because they're so vulnerable, you know, getting into vehicles with men who are. Anyway. Yeah. So according to serial dispatchers, more than 18 women, and they said 18, but I read other articles that said it could be close to 30 women during this time, uh, went missing or were already found dead during this time period. So from the 70s to the 80s, police were scouring for at least one, but they thought maybe two serial killers during this scary time in Detroit. One of those victims was Cecilia Marie Knott, who was 23 years old at the time of her death. Knott grew up in a Catholic church-going family, being one of four children. She had told her mother at the time that she worked at night as a waitress, but police informed her mom that she was, in fact, a prostitute. On November 4th was the last time her mother and family saw Knott's And three days later, on the 7th, her body was found completely nude, except for a sweater that was tied around her neck near 8 Mile where she worked. So that was just one. I mean, I couldn't go over all of the women. I mean, there were so many during this time that went, that was missing or found dead. On December 13th, 24-year-old Cheryl Harris, who hitched a ride from a man that she didn't know, who this guy claimed that he was a police officer, Harris was hesitant to get in the vehicle at first given the circumstances around Detroit at the time because there was so much. I mean, it was on the news and in newspapers. I mean, it was they were really getting the word out about s- killings and stuff happening. But was reassured by the man that he was a police officer and he could, in fact, give her a ride. After the assailant drove past her house, the mood, his mood particularly changed completely. Harris tried to quickly jump out of the vehicle, but was unsuccessful at that attempt. She was held by her assailant at knife point and was directed to undress. Getting completely nude, Harris fought so hard biting the assailant in the chest, which then made him really mad and him tying, leading to him to tie her wrists behind her back with pantyhose, and using her sweater to wrap around her neck and choked her until she was unconscious. Her assailant then brutally raped her and left her for dead on the streets. But didn't kill her. He just left her for dead, which seems like a weird mo for someone who's been successful at actually killing yeah. people. But lucky for her, and she bit him, and she bit him in the him chest, him and, and that made or him mad. Him, yeah, yeah, and he, in a fit of rage started to strangle her till she was unconscious, raped her during that time. So Harris miraculously was able to crawl towards a nearby house and get help from the owner that was close by. So she was able to get away good, from him. Good, good. Um she was able to describe the attacker and the vehicle in detail which saved so many lives. So I liked this story because of this because of her bravery because there was 18 women and he had this man named Donald Murphy was a father of six kids in Detroit and had previously served eight years for a bank robbery in at the Michigan state prison in 1974 after she, she gave the description of him, the vehicle they were able to locate him. I think they ran his tags, figured out, Oh, he had already been in trouble. Let's get him in, got him in He finally admitted to killing at least 10 of those prostitutes in Detroit. So this woman, like, I mean, praise God that she was saved. But also, I mean, she really broke a lead open. I mean, it was havoc. There were so many newspaper articles about this guy. Every week it seemed like there was a new person or every month there was a new woman who was, they found... He said he only killed when he was heavily intoxicated, right. and he couldn't re- even remember the details until he would read a newspaper article or watch the news, and he would it would remind him, and then he would freak out. He said, and then try to pray right. and like ask for forgiveness, but then keep doing it. So, due to the lack of evidence, though Murphy could only be charged with the deaths. Of two women, not in Warren, Murphy was sentenced to 60 years in prison in 1982, 30 years for each woman. So, thankfully, he was caught, but he did a lot of damage. And the woman, the women that he killed, they were prostitutes; they were vulnerable, and it was always strangulation. Right. And he would tie a sweater around their neck, so wow. that was like his mo that thing, he would do. So they could link him hmm wow yeah but so i just thought that was crazy because you know usually you don't get that outcome especially with a serial no, killer I um know I- he made a big mistake he did and she thank goodness so yeah and it. she definitely wow saved a bunch of lives yeah, so
0: that's all awesome. sex workers they get uh they get preyed on because they just you know a lot of times it's changing now I know that a lot, they're talking, they're trying to get it changed, you know, people just didn't, the the police officers didn't try to, try to find out who they were. Yeah. Oh. It's just like, there's a sex worker, you know, there's a prostitute, and they're, they're just nobody. Right. And we treat them like nobody. And not right. try to find, you know, their families or anything, but it seems like in, in, in this, this case that they did. Yeah. They did try to find out who they were and, and yeah. link them. And,
1: oh yeah. It uh, was havoc. I mean. That was a big deal back then right. um, in Detroit. But they also, police were trying so hard to figure out who is this person or people who are killing these women because right, yeah, it was yeah. just, I mean, it was prostitutes. They had a speci- specific way that they killed him. They knew we got to stop this guy because, I mean, look how many people there is right. that, you know, have, and people that were are still missing that he has not confessed to. But in 1980, 23-year-old David Payton was a girls' basketball coach from Highland Park who also played... Have you heard of this? He also played for... um, Xavier University. Oh, wow. uh, For the basketball team. And he uh, was arrested for these murders because he was soliciting a prostitute who was actually an undercover cop. Cop, right police kind of profiled him and made, like made it they just i think they wanted someone and they needed someone right, yeah. to make people feel safe and maybe they really thought they had him but they did things wrong they questioned him for 56 hours straight refused oh to let him see goodness. his lawyer didn't let him eat took out his contact lenses like wouldn't give him any contact lenses so like really made see, this yeah. guy yeah I they mean, just he like, made like him, I do, yeah yeah um, and he confessed just to get out, but none of this stuff like made sense. And then two years later, David Murphy, they actually had evidence and they right, found, yeah. um, they found a pickaxe in his car and hair samples from, uh, other victims. So they could like pinpoint, this is, uh, this he is the, the guy. He used pickaxe too? Do what?
0: He used a pickaxe?
1: Yeah. On other... Like, on two of them, and they found the pickaxe on one of them, yeah, for one of the women, and it had her DNA on it. And he found, they found hair samples in his vehicle from different women, but they still needed more evidence because he did solicit prostitutes, and so, anyway, this David Payton had to go through court and like had to go through all this crazy stuff and they're saying like you did this he was humiliated I mean he was a coach of a high school right. basketball he team played Xavier, he, yeah. he played basketball at a top college in the nation like so his reputation is ruined just from saying right. like he's a suspect like right. they just came out and said this is our guy this is who it is without really even knowing or looking into it so he sued, obviously, Wayne County Prosecutor's Office and as well as Detroit and Highland Park Police Forces and in a $15 million lawsuit for slander. Wow. So I'm glad he did because that would, I mean, that would ruin your life. Yeah. That's, so.
0: I mean, yeah. That's awful.
1: And thankful, thankfully for Cheryl Harris again yeah. because she cleared she, his name if she not, saved his life yeah, he she saved all these li-
0: more women's lives mm-hmm. yeah oh thank goodness for her great job that's always a good story when, when you have a survivor that fought and and wins and survives and, and, and you know gets the guy and gets him taken down and taken out and justice is served and people's lives are saved and, mm-hmm. and there's closure for families so you know I'm glad that that part of the history of Detroit is gone and we got that got that squared away yes uh, good uh, For sure good job to her detroit it's a cool place to go uh, go downtown visit the Riverwalk, go to the gm building and all that go check out a tigers game mm-hmm. i did go see i thought of another memory i went to the pontiac silver dome which is no no longer a thing and watched a uh a world cup game there oh that's when fun. we were up there so i think so, it's
1: time to throw the door yeah there you Where go gets
0: back on track uh
1: it's my turn, right?
0: Yeah, it's your turn. I don't know where we're going. Okay,
1: Jason, where did I where did I <laughs> land at?
0: <laughs> yeah. You landed on uh Bozeman, Montana. Okay. I have been there in the last 10 years.
1: I've never been
0: there. Been to Montana twice in the last 10 years and flew into Bozeman once. Okay. That's all I did. I flew into Bozeman. <laughs> and, uh, then we drove to Billings, so um, beautiful area, um, really love that state, and would like to go back, um, haven't spent a lot of time in there, I flew into Bozeman, drove to Billings, spent the night, went down through, speaking of um, uh, Custer, we went to where his, to, to Little Bighorn, where his last storm okay. was, we mm-hmm. went and saw that, the other time I flew into Montana and went up to Canada, to British Columbia fishing, okay, so little time there, but a lot of it was just driving. and uh, But it was beautiful. I'm going to go back to, to uh, Glacier National Park and see that. That'd be so and spend cool. a lot more time in Montana. It was beautiful. It'd
1: be so fun to go to a ranch yeah. and just hang out. Uh,
0: it's just uh, my Wyoming, Montana, they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you got Yellowst-
1: visit Con- Kanye in Wyoming, yeah. isn't that where he's Something living? Something like
0: that. Have you watched the uh, the show Yellowstone?
1: Okay, so we've seen a few episodes. Yeah, but we'll talk about that next week. I've been so busy that I can't right. like bench okay. anything right now, but it looks good.
0: We'll talk about more in that okay. next week. Maybe you can catch an episode or two.
1: Yeah, all I've right. seen enough. So. All
0: right. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening.
1: You know where to find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us
0: at yourtowncrimepod at gmail.com link to all of our accounts off of uh, our website at yourtowncrimepodcast.com and uh, go to Apple or wherever you're listening to our podcast and and like and uh, subscribe and uh, give us a good review. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all listening. Again, thanks Thailand. We appreciate y'all listening Yay. over there.
1: Share with all your friends yeah, on all your social media handles, Thank you please. So much. Yeah. Just let us know how we're doing and we just can't wait for, to hear from y'all and we will see you Actually, you will hear from us next week.
0: Next week. We're going to start putting these things out on Wednesday. It just kind of makes things easier with the kid and the weekends and all that stuff, especially through the summer. So Agreed. Wednesday seems to work a little bit better and give us a little bit more time. So thank you all. Look for that schedule change. Uh, we started that last week, and it will continue from here on out. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. See all you right. next week, Shannon.
1: See you. <laughs>